So let's start at Acts chapter 28 and verse 17. And I'm going to read you a great story, one of my favorites. The last, the last chapter of the book of Acts and the last story that we read in the book of Acts. Um, verse 17. Three days later, he called together the leaders of the Jews. When they had assembled, Paul said to them, My brothers, although I have done nothing against our people or against the customs of our ancestors, I was arrested in Jerusalem and handed over to the Romans. They examined me and wanted to release me because I was not guilty of any crime deserving death. But when the Jews objected, I was compelled to appeal to Caesar. Not that I had any charge to bring against my own people. For this reason, I have asked to see you and talk with you. It is because of the hope of Israel that I am bound with this chain. Let's go down to verse 23. They arranged to meet Paul on a certain day and came in even larger numbers to the place where he was staying. From morning till evening, he explained and declared to them the kingdom of God and tried to convince them about Jesus from the law of Moses and from the prophets. Some were convinced by what he says, but others would not believe. You know, I want to stop there for a second. You know, Paul, he was, you know, uh, he was basically telling to them, you know, I've done nothing wrong, but yet I'm on trial, yet I'm in trouble, uh, yet they want to put me to death. You know, you, you have to understand something. Um, when, when you're on the right side, people aren't going to like it because there's going to be a lot of people that don't want you to say what you're going to say specifically. And in this case, Paul was preaching the gospel and they didn't want to know nothing about it. And it's interesting what it says in verse 24, that some were convinced, but others would not believe, you know, even, even up until now, you could have a room full of people and you could preach anointed words to them. Hi mom, you made it. <laughs> you could preach anointed words to them. And, and, and some will get saved and some just won't accept it. And, and you have to understand that that can never be an, any kind of deterrent. We need to carry out our mission on this earth. We don't worry if, if like, oh, well, you know, um, not that many people raised their hand today. Hey, but if people did, isn't that what counts? You know, there's always going to be people who don't see it. There's always going to be people who don't get it. There's always going to be people who don't understand, who won't believe. But that should not stop us from doing what we're supposed to do. Verse 25, they disagreed among themselves and began to leave after Paul made this final statement. The Holy Spirit spoke the truth to your forefathers when he said through Isaiah the prophet, go to this people and say, you will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn. And I would heal them. And you know, this is, I was going to call this broadcast originally, Open the Eyes of the Blind. Because you know, I, I, I sometimes find it difficult myself, and maybe you could uh, agree, because I'm somebody who's very vocal on social media about, I just feel like some messages need to get out. You know, that, that's just the way that I am. But there's some people that just, they're like, they don't see it. They don't get it. They don't understand. That's been going on for a while, you know. 
Um, there, there are people. That, could you just think about this, guys? They saw Jesus in the flesh. They saw him. He was there in front of the, of them. He was doing miracles. They saw people raised from the dead, and they still wouldn't believe. I can't. Sometimes that's like crazy to me. But then I realize it's not all that far fetched. I'm not really that surprised because that's just how it is. Not everybody's gonna see everything. But but it doesn't. You know, Paul. Could you imagine if Paul was like, well, you know what? Forget it. What's the point of these people? They're not gonna see it. They're not gonna get this. I don't. You know why bother? No. What does it say? From morning till evening. Now that's long. That's long. That's a long preaching. Morning till evening. He declared, he explained and declared. That's right. Misha, you're right. They saw what they wanted to. You know, a lot of them, um, you know, anyways, I, I don't want to like get too much into that. I want to stay on track, but you know, they, they, they were waiting for a Messiah but they didn't, they didn't like that it was Jesus. You know, they didn't like the fact that his, you know, he was a carpenter and he, you know, they didn't like the whole way that he came onto the scene. And so they already made up their minds. He's not the Messiah. We're, it doesn't matter what he does. We're not going to believe it. You know, so some people make up their minds ahead of time. I'm not going to, I don't care what I'm told. I don't care what you could present all the information you want to me. No, I, I know, no, I don't, I'm not going to. I'm not going to see it. But Paul wasn't deterred by this. His whole life, his whole mission. Actually, well, let me continue reading verse 28. Therefore, I want you to know that God's salvation has been sent to the Gentiles and they will listen. For two whole years, Paul stayed there in his own rented house. You know, <laughs> can you stop there for a second? Paul was not broke. Do you know how much it must have cost? For two years in his own rented house. <laughs> I love it. It's just funny to me. It's funny to me because, you know, Paul, you know, he didn't have much. And, you know, he was, uh, whether I'm in, whether I have a lot or whether I have little. But yet, somehow he was able to afford a rented house. His own house for two years. And he welcomed all who came to see him. Now, I want to focus on this last verse, verse 31 of Acts 28, which is the last scripture of the book. And then we know the book of Acts is an incredible book, very important for us as Christians. Listen to this last verse. Boldly and without hindrance, he preached the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ. What a scripture. The book of Acts concludes with God letting us know that the gospel will continue to be preached boldly and without hindrance. No matter what. It didn't matter the fact that, that not everybody believed. It didn't matter that Paul was being put on trial. And he appealed to Caesar. It's not like he just took it. Because sometimes I think that we think that, well, uh, you know, Christians shouldn't, you know, get involved with the politics and stuff like that. Well, you better tell Paul. He always stood up for himself. He always stood up for himself. That was like his thing. Just, just keep that in mind. But what a way to end this book. Boldly and without hindrance, he preached the kingdom of God and talked about the Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, you and I have a mission 
to boldly preach the kingdom of God. Because like I said last week, when I, when I was talking about how um, we need to pray for our leaders because the only way that this nation is going to be turned around is with a return to righteousness. You know, I pointed out last week how, let's say our prime minister would re- resign or get booted out. The next person in command is worse than he is. You, I, heard, I saw her speak today. She's worse than he is. So, so you, it might, yeah, I guess that's the easy thing. Get him out. But it's about a turn from wickedness over to righteousness. That's the way that our nation is going to see change. Now, I want you to, to, to understand something very important. You know, Paul, he, he, it's funny because, um, he was like, The worst things happen to him and he never stopped because he knew that God would always be with him. He knew that God would never, it's not like God was going to turn his back on him and be like, whatever, Paul, you're on your own. No, he had a a mandate. I don't want to use that word. (laughs) He had a a mission. We'll stick with mission. Ah, Misha, I love the way you said that. We need a righteous turnaround and not just a replacement. Amen to that. That is good. That's a good word. That's a good word. You know, he he had a mission. God equipped him for that mission. And God anointed him for that mission. And nothing was going to stand in the way. He went to prison. What happened? He sang and the chains fell off and the doors were blown open. You know, we sang that great song that I absolutely love yesterday break every chain and you know by the way guys great job singing you were amazing yesterday was yesterday was one of the best services i've been in in a long time and i've been in some great services lately over the past year or so but yesterday whoo it was something there was a strong anointing on that place um because you know the chains (laughs) not only do i hear the chains falling but they've already fallen off be, be, make no mistake i don't re- i really don't care what the prime minister says what things he's going to invoke what you know what more horrible things he says because yesterday was was that reminder to me we're on a mission and just like it says in the book of acts you know that's what i'm probably would call this <laughs> thanks josie you guys, you guys uh, make me play better when you sing like that. Um, I, I would, that's what I would call it, boldly and without hindrance. That's like our, our, our I'm gonna, that's what I'm gonna call my podcast after this because that's like it just keeps ringing to me, boldly and without hindrance. The, Trudeau's not gonna stop us from doing that. That's right, Maria. We are on the winning side. Yeah, exactly, Misha. I've, I've felt it. In the room yesterday, it was Mel. I know Mel felt it too. <laughs> I do like to sing. Thank goodness no one could hear me. The Lord um, gave me a gift to play the drums. I do not have the gift of singing. So thank goodness I'm behind like a, a plexiglass where nobody could hear me. Um, but I do love to sing because I love to worship the Lord. Because that's why we're, why do you think we're here? We're here to give glory to God. <laughs> you know, um, So, I want to encourage you today with this before we close. (laughs) Lisa, you guys are too kind. It was a victorious spirit. I agree. Because we already have the victory. 
Do not look at today. Um, Philomena, believe me, I have a, maybe a good speaking voice, but that's as far as it goes. We can't have everything. It would have been unfair. It would have been unfair if I also had a great singing voice. I mean, come on. We got to spread the wealth a little bit, you know? Um, you know, do not look at... That's right. God loves all their singing. He loves because he loves singing from a sincere heart. <laughs> hey, Manny, good to see you. Um, today was not a step back at all because really, um, of course that was going to happen. What did you think? They were just waiting for something like this. Amen to that, Loretta. That's right, Maria. Remember, it's like I say, you know, we, we live in the natural, but, but the, 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 the battle that we're facing is taking place in the spiritual because this is not about liberal versus conservative or us versus Trudeau or whatever. This is about wickedness versus good. That's what it's about, right? And so we're contending with a, a spiritual battle. And so when we pray and when, when we take our place as the church of Jesus Christ and remember what he said, that, the, that I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. When we take our place and when we pray faith-filled prayers and we speak what the word of God says, it manifests in the supernatural and then it comes down into the natural. So maybe we haven't fully seen it yet, but it's already been done and it's already been accomplished in the supernatural. So it's just a matter of time before we see it fully in the natural. You could be assured of that. Um, so let's, let's read a little bit more scripture because I want to, I want to continue to build up your faith today because again, this was not a, it's not a step back. I know it's annoying. I know it's annoying to hear this stuff, you know emergency act <laughs> here's a good one for you guys i put it on my instagram but i gotta say it so our, our our premier here he's against or he says he's against the federal government doing this emergency act he said we don't need a state of emergency <laughs> oh it's so funny guys how could you just not laugh at that he doesn't want to give up his state of emergency, by the way. But he doesn't want the government to bring another one. He said, right now we need unity. Mm. Anyways, you gotta love it. You just gotta, guys, you just gotta laugh. Trust me. Laugh. With a, with a holy laughter. Right? Because <laughs> the devil's like, he's so predictable. He's so predictable. He does the same things the same way. It's, it's, it's really funny. So just laugh about it. Don't get upset. Just laugh about it. So let's go to Colossians chapter 1. Yeah, that's true. Ontario announced um, that they're <laughs> Ontario announced that they're going to lift their mandates. But, but listen, they also have an order in Ontario that at any moment and for any reason, they could bring it all back. Um, but the mere fact that they're even talking about it, that that's, that's important because, and, and you're seeing the, the support to, to those things. And it's like, yep, it's time. Let's get this over with. And if you watched the Super Bowl last night, 
if, if that I agree I agree they do that's a great a great way of putting it it's almost as if we're, we're acting like that the devil's plans have have supremacy over over God's but but again and I'm I don't, I'm not gonna get ahead of myself so let, let's let's get into the scripture by the way there's um, a special meeting tonight um, Mr. Legault is gonna be asking the the Department of Health if it's time to lift the passport Oh, it's so funny. It's like, it's like I'm watching a movie or something. <laughs> Anyways, um, it's just hilarious. And so, yeah, I mean, the, the stadium's like packed with people, no masks. You didn't have to be vaccinated. But anyways, I, just again, guys, it's a game. It's all, do not, don't let it anger you. Laugh and be happy. Because we have the Lord on our side. And that's the best place to be. Colossians chapter 1 verse 15. He is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created. Things in heaven and on earth. Visible and invisible. Whether thrones or powers or rulers or authority. All things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. In everything. The, the, devil, the devil's not um, calling the shots here. You might think that he is, but he's not. Because where does the supremacy land? And by the way, what does it say? <coughs> what does it say? Like choking. I'm yelling too much. Um, <laughs> what are we? His body, the church. <laughs> so what? So what then does that mean? And we're going to get to it in, in, a, in a little bit of a later scripture. For God was pleased to have all fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. That, that very day that Jesus went to the cross and the veil was torn in two, that was officially the end to the devil's dominion over anything. That's where it all ended. That's where Jesus went to supremacy over the devil. And where did the devil go? Right under his feet. And where is the devil now? Under our feet. Because we are the church. His body. The fullness of him in every way. We carry out his mission on this earth. Just like Paul did. Boldly and without hindrance, we carry on that mission that the gospel will be preached and the kingdom of God will go forward. And no emergency act is going to stop that. So don't, don't think that it suddenly will. Let me read another one. First, I always get that wrong. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 1. Now brothers, about times and dates we do not need to write to you. For you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman and they will not escape. But you brothers are not in darkness, so this day should surprise you like a thief. 
You are all sons of the light and sons of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. There is a battle of light versus darkness. We don't belong to the darkness. We belong to the light. And so just, you know, again, what, what, what's happening here? It's, it's letting us know that we're not living in ignorance here. We're not living like people that we, we wait with, with bated breath to hear what the almighty government's going to say, to see how it's going to affect our lives. No, we have an instruction guide that we already know how things are going to go. So God's not faced by this. So we shouldn't be either. Verse six. So then let us not be like the others who are asleep. We're not asleep. If you're not asleep, let me know that you're not asleep. Give me a, I don't know, a hand or something. You know, wait, I'm just going back and reading the comments that I missed. That's right. I know, I know, like Misha, Misha mentioned, you know, I know we're impatient, but like she said, it's coming, it's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. God, like I said, the, the government, this is, this is all they know how to do. This is all they know how to do. Right? So then let us not be like the others who are asleep, but let us be alert and self-controlled for those who sleep, sleep at night, but those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be self-controlled. Listen, self-controlled. In other words, don't, don't be, uh, 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 um, you know, you're feeling good one day and then it's like, oh, did you hear what Trudeau said? And then you're like upset and then, you know, no, let's be self-controlled, right? What does it say? Putting on faith and love as a breastplate. Let's remember where our faith, right? Yeah, that's right, Misha. Patience. I know it's hard. Oof. I know. Trust me. Trust me. I am ready to be done with all of this. Because when I watched the Super Bowl last night, they're done with it. It's like it doesn't even exist anymore. So it's, it's, I watched that and I'm like, I'm ready. Come on, let's go. But, but trust me, stand strong putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. We have a hope. It's the anchor for our souls, which means that, that we know how the story ends. And we know that when we're in Christ, we know exactly where we're going. And we know exactly the protection that we have as a child of God. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you, you are doing. Welcome, Sheba. We missed you. Encourage one another. Build each other up. That's what I do. That's why I come on here every week to, to do this exact verse. 1 Thessalonians 5.11. Encourage one another and build each other up. Because if you're not careful, you're going to be depressed all the time because of the stuff that you hear on the news. So that's why it's important. Encourage one another. And you, we're great at that, I have to say. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give us credit for being great at being encouraging. Because especially on these broadcasts, I, you know, I see people, everybody's happy. You know, it, it's not like it used to be. It, it, it's like it used to be like everyone was always like, uh, hey, how's it going? Oh, you know. 
it's uh, you know one of those days you know people just like everyone was always like sad all the time and you'd think based on what we're going through that it's almost like understandable if you're sad but it's become the opposite we're happy we're filled with the joy of the lord because we're, we're seeing you know things in bible prophecy uh, um play out we're seeing things you know that that we read about in scripture you know coming to pass and it's like it serves as an encouragement hey we're gonna be all right we've got god on our side i agree loretta that, that you know and it's funny because i remember um now okay i have to say this carefully because i i am not saying i am not saying that covid was a good thing or it brought about good it it was designed for evil however as god always does he takes what's meant for evil and turns it for good because it caused uh, pastor steve to start doing the broadcast and then i jumped on the bandwagon and here we are and we got to know each other i got to meet great people it brought people together um so so I, I feel like I, I get to know people and I hope that you, you get to know me too with, with all the, the funny quirks that I'm all about. All right, one more scripture. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 5. And here's the key. Do, don't you remember that when I was with you, I used to tell you these things. And now you know, listen, what is holding him back? This is talking about the man of lawlessness so that he may be revealed at the proper time. It's not the time yet. It's not the time yet. The devil doesn't know when the rapture is happening. He has no idea. He's not an infinite. He's not, um, you know, he's not, um, what's the word? Omniscient. He doesn't know everything. He's a created being. He, ha he doesn't know what's going to happen. So he's always ready to go. He's always ready to go with, with someone in line to be that man of lawlessness because he doesn't know. But he will only be revealed at the proper time. And go, go back and listen to all of our Sunday morning sermons about Revelation to understand what's going to be happening. Now's not that time. Why? Because we're still here. And while we're still here, this is when the church, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is in charge, right? Not the Antichrist and certainly not the devil. The devil, he, he's, he's working behind the scenes. We know that, right? The wickedness that people are carrying out, whether knowingly or unknowingly, that's from him. But we're not overtaken by that, and we're certainly not overcome by that. For the secret power of lawlessness is already at work. We know that, it, we know that it's at work. We see it. You, you, you'd have to be like really not paying attention um, to not see what's happening. But the one who now holds it back will continue to do so until he is taken out of the way. We're in the way. <laughs> you understand this? Our mission consists of boldly preaching the, the gospel and advancing the kingdom of God. And being that which stands in the way and holds back this man of lawlessness. The lawlessness could only go to a point to how much the church is going to allow it. And let me tell you something, and I know I'm probably speaking for a lot of you. I'm not allowing it. And I haven't been allowing it. That's, you know, what does the word say? That whatsoever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. I've given you the keys. 
It's it's up to us. God's going to back us from heaven. When we're, you know, you have to understand what his will is and what needs to be carried out. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will overthrow with the breath of his mouth and destroy by the splendor of his coming. Think about this. Even though he will be revealed and even though he will be able to do all these things, he's still going to be destroyed. <laughs> Come on. How good is that? How good is that? Even when he is unleashed, he still has an end point. And it's not going to be able to go on forever. <laughs> you got to love it. Verse 9. The coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with the work of Satan, displayed in all kinds of counterfeit miracles, signs, and wonders, and in every sort of evil that deceives those who are perishing. They perish. Hey, Alicia, good to see you. I love when, when our Vancouver friends come on. Um, cause like the time difference, it's gotta be tough. Cause I don't, it's like, uh, trying to use my math quickly. It's 2.42. Yes, I got that right. They perish because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. Remember like, what did we talk about in that first scripture I mentioned? That they, they, some, some accepted it. But others still refuse to believe. And, that, and we're reminded of that here. They perish because they refuse to love the truth and be saved. For this reason, God sends them a powerful delusion so they will believe a lie. And that all will be condemned who have not believed the truth but have delighted in wickedness. And what are we seeing right now? We're seeing people that are being completely uh, um, um, living in delusion completely like that their eyes are blinded they don't know what's going on they they don't understand the truth they are delighting in wickedness so again when you see it happening know that 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 this is like i said there's like there's a system of 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 lawlessness coming in so so you know don't don't again don't think to yourselves that god you know god everything's out of control um, Sheba asks, do you think the delusion has already come? Um, I think a form of delusion has already come because remember what it says in Romans chapter one, when, when, um, when it says that God gave them over to their sinful desires. Um, actually, let me just, let me go over there really quickly. Um, let me get off the cuff reading. Um, it says, oh, hang on. Cause it says God gave them over. Right. You know, so it's like, it's like they, they were, they were deceived and God. So, so there was a deception already, godlessness and wickedness, a uh, wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their wickedness. So I think, um, if you're talking about particularly was what it says in verse 11, um, I'm not sure if there is like a, a different kind of delusion specifically for, for during the tribulation. There might be, but there certainly already is a delusion that's, that's, that's come on people through wickedness. And you read about that in Romans chapter one, verse 13. So here, this is the, 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 the heading over this, this portion, it says, stand firm, but we ought always to thank God for you, brothers loved by the Lord. Because from the beginning, God chose you to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through belief in the truth. 
He called you to this through our gospel, that you might share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 15, listen. So then, brothers, stand firm and hold to the teaching we passed on to you, whether by word of mouth or by letter. May our Lord Jesus Christ and God our Father who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope. Encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. Friends, be encouraged tonight. There's an eternal encouragement and good hope that comes through faith in Christ Jesus. That we're not subject to whatever the devil's trying to do. He doesn't have supremacy over, over us. Jesus has supremacy over him for that victory that was already won on the cross. And that by virtue of us being his body, that the devil too has been defeated by us. So we're not, we're not defeated by him. This is a battle that he is going to lose because he's already lost. Friends, let's pray. Join your faith with me today because we, we're ready to see change and there's already been change. There's already things that are happening. The wheels are in motion. The wheels are in motion. Um, Lori, I was reading there out of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Uh, I went over verse 5 to 17. So that whole, that whole portion. Uh, the last one I read was verse 17. The wheels are in motion. Um, so let's continue to pray. We don't, we don't stop. We don't stop because because like, the, the, de <laughs> the devil's not going to stop. We know that, but he, he's, he, you know, the scripture says, there's a verse that says, um, and I'm, I apologize. I forget where it is. I should know. I should know it offhand. But people are going to see him and they're going to say, this is the guy. This is the guy that's been doing this. This guy. He's not, it's not like the, the, the cartoons that he's like got a big red suit and big muscles and pitchfork. No. So let's pray. Father, I thank you for, for, for the miracles that we've seen happening. I thank you for, for the great uh, um, explosion of growth in our church. And I thank you that it's not just a growth in numbers, but it's a growth spiritually that we're seeing our, our faith go to a new level like we've never seen before. Father, I thank you that you took what was a bad situation and you turned it around for good. And Lord, I know that we'll never be the same again after this. So Father, I pray with that same faith that we've been praying for the past two years that we know that the battle has already been won and so father i curse every single plan of the enemy every single bit of wickedness that the government is trying to, to to place on us i pray for this nation i thank you for this nation of canada it's not lost it will be saved because we the church are here we're taking our stand we're standing our ground we're not giving up we're praying without ceasing. So Father, I thank you in advance for a great breakthrough that is going to happen because the breakthrough takes place in the spiritual and takes place in the supernatural when our faith meets your power and then it comes down into the natural so that we see it. Father, I, I, I bind the wickedness of the enemy. I bind the wicked plans of the, of, of the government. That, that I thank you for good news and I thank you for more good news that we're going to see. Father, I pray that, 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 that we would be uh, um, 
people of boldness, that we wouldn't shrink back just because there, there's a couple of things that we don't like to hear, but no, that we would be people like Paul who preached boldly and without hindrance because your word will go forth no matter what, because the gates of hell will never prevail against the church of Jesus Christ. So Father, I thank you for this nation. This nation does not belong to the devil righteousness will once again rule in this nation so i pray for our leaders i pray for their hearts their hearts are right now turned from you but i pray that they turn to you so that there could be a, a repentance like in the day of nehemiah and a revival that would come over this nation Father, I thank you because I know that you never fail us. I know that you never forsake us. And I know that you'll never leave us. In the same way that you were with Paul and you provided for him. This is the same way that you'll be with us. That you'll thrive. That you'll cause us to thrive even in a, in, in a time of famine and in a time of difficulty. Thank you that we know that you have all supremacy over all things. That Jesus is, is the one who holds the victory and holds the key in his hand and that we as his church need to stand and be that force that holds back the wickedness and the lawlessness thank you lord that's right they are in your hand lord you hold the world in your hand but thank you that you've given us the responsibility to be what stands in the way and let us never forget that responsibility, but, but bolden us, strengthen us. Thank you, Lord. I, I, I believe with all of my heart and all of my might and all of my spirit that we're about to see a big turnaround in this country, a long awaited turnaround. The devil might be giving his last best shot, but he will fail like he always does. And we know that the victory is secure through Christ. I pray these things in, in the name of Jesus. That mighty powerful name. That name that's above every other name. That at the mention of the name, darkness has to flee. Demons have to bow. That name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let it be so. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.